Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. Seeking the truth, exposing the lies. Remember, together, we are unstoppable. Keep on digging. Let me run through some of these messages. We've got them stacking up a little bit. Conservative Eric. Oh, absolutely. Um, adorable. You hit it on the nail. The Republican Party, um, post-Trump, has um, modernized, right? We're no longer this old people's party where we have these old religious traditional uh, values. We are modernizing with modern issues, modern, uh, and we're fighting for modern things. Well, you know, if you look at the abortion ruling, then that kind of nullifies that argument, doesn't it? I, I disagree with that sentiment. I, I, I understand what you're saying, Eric. The Republican Party has changed. I wouldn't exactly define it as a modernization because I think if you look at statistically the majority of Americans take politics out of the equation, the Republican Party's views aren't in alignment with the progression of people. I mean, 61% of Americans support the option of abortion. Okay, 61% of people aren't Republican in this country, and it goes to show that a lot of these social issues are not about Republicans, are not about Democrats. They're about Americans using common sense and evolving with the times. So I, I disagree that the Republican stance is becoming more in alignment with what people think today. I think that the Republican Party, or at least the extremists, recognize the change in social culture, and that's why they're trying to push this extremism, because they're fighting against the evolution of American values. Yeah, got another message from conservative Eric. Well, adorable. I don't think we have to be consistent at all um, when it comes to being denying people services because of their religious views, because the Constitution protects that. It's such thing called the Free Exercise Clause. Look it up. That's a slippery slope. I think if you're not consistent in your execution, then it can easily become discrimination. Got a message from Paradoxy. What does it mean then when the Constitution says that you are you have the right to keep and bear arms? Does that mean bear arms only in the confines of your home? I disagree with Adorable. It's bearing arms is anywhere. Of course, there are limitations um, to certain governmental facilities and schools and things like that. Where that threshold is, I mean, but being in public, come on, it is protected by the Constitution. Well, I just want to say right. one thing on that. There have been laws on the books for open carry, right? But concealed carry, that's a whole nother level. Right. Yeah, you, you said what I was going to say. I, I never said that they don't have the right to carry their arms. What we were disputing is whether or not the Constitution guarantees them the right to a concealed carry, which I don't think the right to bear arms specifically addresses that. So, again, you know, the Constitution, your right to keep and bear arms means that you have the right to gun ownership and the right to carry. You know, I, I'm not opposed to any state restricting open carry. In fact, you should be allowed to carry your weapon. But the moment that a private business says that you may not bring that firearm to our facility, Republicans better back down and respect the rights of a private business. 
the moment, like, like the Supreme Court, and I mentioned this earlier in the conversation in a message, that the Supreme Court said, New York, you don't get to decide whether concealed carry is allowed or not, even though that's not specifically addressed in the Constitution. So we're going to take that right of you, but then in the same whim, turn around and say, well, we're not creating a ban on abortion. We're just saying it should be left up to the states. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you don't get to play it both ways. Uh... We recognize that individual states should make laws based on representatives. And that's what's mind-boggling is you hear Republicans going, we didn't create a nationwide ban on abortion. What we said is that we are a constitutional republic, and therefore the representatives of those citizens should decide their own laws. Well, when New York decided as representatives laws that reflect the values of the people in their state, why are you? No, you can't. <laughs> no, no, you can't, New York. Right. All right. We got a Gina advocate. Advocate for. Let me read her whole name. Advocate for dot dot dot. Okay. Thanks, Stereo, for doing that. You don't show our whole names anymore. Anyway. Or wait. I guess Grinch face is the next message. My bad. Because to me. The left in this country is too conservative. So that's like kind of where I'm viewing it from. Yeah. So like I see you kind of as a centrist because you do have like pro-choice. Um, you know, I understand like bodily autonomy should be like a Republican issue, uh, but it's not anymore. They're the party of control now, and I think it's been widely accepted. <laughs> Next message from Gina Advocate for dot 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 or something. Damn, you guys rolling out the red carpet for these hot topics. I like it. Abortion rights and gun laws for America. Hello, and another thing with Dave. Mrs. Smitty, adorable, deplorable. It's so lovely to see you guys here today. Shout out to your amazing listeners. I'll offer my insights as they come. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, let me give a shout out to our amazing listeners because we got a bunch and I really appreciate everybody for being here, including Ryan and Adorable Deplorable. Greatly appreciate your contribution and your presence. And I want to say hello to Chief Han dot dot dot. Once again, thank you, Stereo. Everybody go to your help settings under your profile and request that Stereo show your whole name again. Can't believe they did away with that. Uh, we got Grinchface, John, Conservative, Eric, Sarah, Gina, Advocate, for dot, 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 Vader. What's going on, Vader? Uh, Cassie K, Flay, uh, Fly on the dot, 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 Paradoxy, and Professor, Real Talk. What's going on, Real Talk? Got a bunch more messages. Let's run through a couple of these. Paradoxy. The question isn't if, if carrying weapons adorable anywhere they want. The question is in public. A business can restrict uh, firearms from going into their business. A government entity can restrict that. We're talking about the New York law that was overturned where you couldn't even bear arms and carry guns in public. That's not constitutional. Okay, so I, I'm sorry. Paradoxy, I love you. You know that but I, I get extremely frustrated when people speak out of fact. So the law was, was, um, that was overturned was requiring permitted concealed carry. That's what was overturned, that the state could not 
basically say you're only allowed to hide your weapon if we tell you that it's okay. So that's what they're overturning. The state right. never created any law that says you can't walk down the street and carry your gun. That is perfectly legal because it is protected by the Constitution. So, so that's important. But what you say is the law doesn't impede on a private business. It does. Because if we allow any gun owner the legal right to hide their weapon, how does a private business prevent those weapons from being brought into their establishments, into government buildings with elected officials? And, and this is why I say, you right. know, you have to be very cautious about the Constitution is the right where your right impedes on the right of another the government's sole responsibility is understand what right has the greater impact on general population welfare and well-being. The right yeah. for and you I to want... hide your gun is less important than the right for a massive group of people to feel safe and a business to determine what is or is not allowed inside of their property. You right. come and greater say that good. to my. You come and say that to my face. You come say that shit to my face, and I'll show you what for. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I want to I, I want to cite this article from uh, Yahoo News from yesterday. The Supreme Court's decision in a Second Amendment case, however, made a major component of California's concealed carry law unconstitutional. The long-established New York law required gun owners to obtain a license to carry concealed handguns in public for self-defense. License applicants had to demonstrate proper cause, in other words, justifying a special need to carry the concealed weapon uh, for the concealed carry license because they face a special or unique danger to their life. So nothing about carrying weapons, just about concealed weapons. And like Adorable said, it's a slippery slope, right? Because now a business doesn't know if you have a gun or not, right? Well, and, and what's interesting is, you know, Republicans always carry the, the whole idea of Second Amendment as the right to self-defense. Look, if I want somebody to know not to fuck with me, I don't want to hide my gun. I want to make sure that you can clearly see the big-ass pistol that I have because right. that's going to deter somebody from fucking with me a lot more than a hidden weapon. Right. Like a holster in the Wild West. Right. You didn't mess with the guy that had a 45 on his on his waist. Right. Probably. Um, we got Gina advocate for dot dot dot. The way I see the gun control issue is no amount of and history proves this. No amount of gun control law is going to stop a criminal from having a gun. Point blank. When we have gun control laws in place, we limit law-abiding citizens from being able to protect their family in the best way that they can. Most people don't know how to defend themselves physically adequately enough to where they fend off their attacker. When there is, say, a gun that is legal in the state and the owner can have the gun, for example, between them and the person trying to hurt them, that's a whole different story. That's a better protection than hand-to-hand. -hand. I'm going to push need... back on that a little bit. The data yeah, shows pretty clearly, the data shows pretty clearly 
that the moment that the assault weapons ban was lifted, that the number of mass shootings went up like exactly in uh, in proportion to the to the fact that that assault bans uh, was was lifted. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so gun control does work. There's just data that shows that that's just it works. <laughs> so, right, I mean, and, I, and you, yeah, you can I'm feel sorry, however you want to feel about it. You can you can have your feelings about what you want to do with guns or that you think it makes you feel safer or that you think that it's a better form of protection. But the bottom line is, is the data bears out that gun legislation, that common sense gun legislation bears out in, in data that shows that it is helpful in the sense that it saves lives and does keep people safe. There's just data. Right. And, I, and I need to address the fact that gun control is not gun prohibition, right? So you know, you, like you don't need to be able to carry a concealed weapon to protect your family, right? Like, so when was the last time somebody threatened your family at a baseball game, right? So that's, it's not a real thing. And then if you want to talk about protecting your family, I've got a weekly advertisement right here in front of me. Well, here's an AR-15 style assault rifle for $799. Right below it is a 12-gauge pump shotgun for $229, right? So not only is the shotgun the far superior weapon as far as in-home protection goes, because A, you're not going to shoot a bullet that's going to go through the wall and kill your neighbor. B, you don't have to be as good of an aim because it's going to take out anything within a three-foot radius of where you put that point that barrel. Uh, and C, it's uh, what, uh, you know, less, less than a third of the price. So all those arguments, boom, done, done, done. So what I would caution, you know, pro-gun people who bear statistics is, look, you, yes, if we look at statistics at face value, we're going to find them to say anything, but we have to use common sense. You know, I hear a lot from conservatives, oh, look at the amount of mass shootings, look at the cities like Detroit, etc. And I want to say two things. Though. So number one, you can't say let's generally look at the statistics of mass shootings because the FBI defines mass shooting as anything greater than three people, okay? A lot of the data we're looking at is not even relevant because we're not as a populace talking about mass shootings from a quantity of people killed, but the scenario like we're seeing in schools or the hospitals or the theaters, et cetera. Um, but, but I think the other thing that I would say is when they create these uh, fallacious arguments that, oh, look at the cities with the highest gun control and their amount of deaths, the person that engages in mass shootings like we've saw in Pulse, like we've seen in Uvalde, like we've seen in Florida, is fundamentally a different person than the kind in the cities of Detroit and Michigan that's a hardened criminal. And I think it's important because what people don't realize is the mental health issue of mass shooters that we're actually trying to solve. That person obtained their weapons legally. So we're not saying that gun control stops criminals from committing crimes, but it is not those criminals who illegally obtain weapons that we're seeing shoot up schools or movie theaters or hospitals. Those individuals actually obtain their weapons legally. And that's what we're trying to address is what legislation prevents people with a history of mental health from getting access to that type of weapon. What legislation, if we look at 
can we institute that would keep guns away from that person? Because that is the person that is killing 15, 20, 25 people at a time. And I think the more that conservatives engage in that talking point that, oh, look at these cities and their gun control, the more that they're just deflecting from the issue. And again, it's like I said earlier, maybe what we need to do is have some lunatic with an AR-15 go around and kill a bunch of pregnant women because apparently the only lives that Republicans care about are dead fetuses. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And I just want to reiterate the issue that I don't know if I've heard about one of these mass shooters that has had a criminal record, right? So they're all under the radar. Um, so, and once again, that highlights the issue that we're the only industrialized nation that doesn't have universal health care, i.e. mental health care, right? So if we had that, then there it would be easier to have red flags go up for people with mental health issues and easier to prevent them from having weapons or certain kinds of weapons, right? Yeah. Um, and it's in all of our best interest. It's in society's best interest to institute some level of that, of, of filtration and restriction, I think. Absolutely. Uh, so David, I gotta get going. I definitely appreciate the chat. Um, absolutely. Ryan, so I wanna say one thing as I exit the mic drop. Um, you know, because you, you talked a little bit about the mental health issue, and it kind of plays to both guns and abortion. Look, Republicans, universal health care is not a bad thing. Um, but actually, let me take that back even one notch. Socialist. You heard him. Get, no, no, get no. I am a <laughs> democratic socialist because there's a difference. Look, democratic socialism is not evil. You know, re Republicans have done a great job of talking about all of these plans like universal health care, UBI. Oh, look at Venezuela. Look, there's a difference between socialism and democratic socialism. Democratic socialism is not the abolition of capitalism. It's the recognition that capitalism has its place. Look, we don't want mm -hmm. the government creating iPhones and electric cars, just like there are certain things that private enterprise should not turn into a free market. Okay, we've seen the impacts of that in healthcare. We've seen the impacts of that with pharmaceutical companies jacking up the prices of vital medication. And so what I would say is this. Right now, the United States spends the most of any industrialized nation on the type of government healthcare that it does provide, which in our instance is only Medicare and the veterans. Okay, so very little, but we spend more than 20% of GDP to even supply that. Our counterparts in Japan and Canada and Australia spend 18% or less. Under the Bernie Sanders plan, we could drop our spending of GDP on healthcare. You heard him, folks. You heard him. And um, I just did a talk not long ago with a guy from Canada to debunk the myth that, you know, you need to wait for six months for a mandatory procedure or a, you know, life uh, saving procedure in Canada. That was all B BS. He completely debunked that. Um, his girlfriend's sister had a blood clot. She was able to get a, a doctor's appointment in two business days. And he said, if you can't get an appointment with your physician, then you can walk into any clinic. If the clinic is too busy, you can walk into any emergency room. So that can, is completely debunked. And he also pointed out that we pay more in taxes than Canadians do on average in most income brackets. 
So debunked on every level, and you just heard a, a self-proclaimed Republican advocate for not democratic policies, but democratic socialism, which is removing certain industries from the for-profit arena, um, education, healthcare, and the energy sector, right? Because there's those have been shown to be rife for uh, for tyranny and monopolistic entities in in the past. You want to touch on that real quick, Ryan? No, I mean I'm a registered DSA, so you're you're right in my wheelhouse. That I'm, I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. for me, it's, it, as far as I'm concerned, there really isn't another with with a with an economy of our size, with a country of our population size, um, with the amount, with like our import export ratios. I don't care what your politics are. It feels like the only organizational path forward that makes any sense. Forget your morality or your ethics. Is uh, democratic socialism just feels like it's the only way to even just meet basic needs across the board in a way that even works forget uh, forget how much you like it or who's going to be in charge or whatever it just feels like it's really the only i can't think of another way i mean and i'm you know i'm i'm not a political analyst or poli sci guy but i mean for what i've looked at i can't see another way forward i just can't see uh, another version of it with, with, yeah. with, with... Amen. And that brings up like American exceptionalism, right? So we're one of the newest countries in the world, but for some reason, we're not open to looking at how the rest of the world has been doing things for a long time. And most of the rest of the world are democratic social, you know, operate under democratic socialism, right? Where certain things are removed from the for profit arena. Um, yeah. I think I think if, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If, I, if I'm just going to make like a general statement for me, um, I think what's happening from what I can tell is that it just seems like this is the natural end result of the path that we set ourselves on when we started this experiment called the United States. We started off with a violent revolution. We built our economy on stolen land using slave labor and. Uh, violence and uh, and um, uh, you know Im empirical takeover and you know colonialism have are baked in to the entire identity of what America is, and yeah. we've never reconciled with that. We've never made any kind of we haven't even acknowledged it, much less made amends for it. And so now right. it just feels like this is the the inevitable end that we find ourselves at, and we're in just late stage colonialism, late-stage capitalism, late-stage violence begetting violence. And, I mean, honestly, the man... Like, I know, right? The decline of the empire, just, right? Yeah, and I really do... I mean, like, my a couple of my comments earlier, uh, I think were more, like, jokey and a little tongue-in-cheek about, you know, we're just going to die here. But honestly, I mean, like, really, I it's hard for me to see a way out of this American experiment except through kind of a violent experiment explosion because that's how we got in um and uh and it really just does feel yeah like it, i mean if you if you look at any other empire in history it looks a lot like this when it's starting to end and uh and i think that clearly that's what we're 
that's what we're looking at as far as I can tell. And it's a little scary and it's a little sad. And it just feels like we're going to have a bunch of these conversations like, you know, Roe got taken away. Um, now all of a sudden, you know, gay marriage isn't allowed. All of a sudden, hey, now you're, uh, now there are police in the street all the time. And now all of a sudden you can't cross state borders. And you know, now all of a sudden your passport doesn't work. And uh, you know what I mean? Like right. it just feels like the end is nigh. And like, I'm not a doomsday kind of a guy. But it's tough for me to not just see the writing on the wall that we are closer to the end than we are to the beginning. I I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's a slippery slope. When do the book burnings begin, right? Now, um, what do you mean? What, 50 years ago? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, let's hammer through some of these messages. I got to I gotta take, take off around 535, 40, something like that. Let's try to pound through some of these messages. This is an argument in this debate for gun laws, gun control, that people don't adequately sit down and address properly. The gun is the least of our concern. It is the person pulling the trigger. Why aren't there laws proposed for something to limit crazy people, for example, from having a weapon. We can do gun control, gun control, gun control all day long. But what are we doing to address the mental health crisis in our country? What are we doing? Because guns kill people, sure, but it takes someone pulling the trigger. Yeah, I think we've already touched on that. And, uh, why isn't every other yeah. nation, why is the ratio of guns to people in America the highest and also the rate of death the highest? It's just, it's just that I feel like data, the answer to a, someone talking like that is just data. And I don't even. Yeah. And I think we've touched on that where we, we, we are advocating for mental health. All of us. Right. We're all advocating for like some form of universal health care and it would save us money and it would help solve this problem because there should be red flags going up where certain people can't have weapons clearly so um i think that that comment was a little off base but anyway she's got another one gina advocate for dot 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 personally i am for gun safety classes requiring all citizens that are able to hold a weapon legally for them to take an extensive course on gun safety how to clean the weapon properly, how to use the weapon properly, how to holster the weapon properly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm for that. I think that is a really good solution because then it limits the amount of people out there that are carelessly holding a weapon. Once again, I think that would be part of the solution, but it has to be multifaceted. Yeah, Mongolia. To be honest... Just like in the days of slavery, people took the Bible, used it to control people, especially people who have never read it. And then when people finally got the chance to read it for themselves, they found out that everything that those slave owners were saying the Bible said was not what it said at all. 
And if it said something similar to what they were saying, it was in that particular time for a particular scenario, for a particular segment in the Bible. And the New Testament comes to bring moral injustice, if that makes sense, morality and justice. Yeah, it's, it's selective interpretation. She's got another message, Mongoli. Also, that's coming from a believer. I am a believer myself. God is totally against what's happening right now because, first of all, it's judging, poor judgment. People are trying to play God. They're not fixing the problem with a pure heart. They're quoting scriptures from the Bible, but aren't being led by Christ. So it's a walking contradiction. And I wish people would just open their eyes, but can't blame some folks because some people don't even know the real love of Christ and the real love of Christ does not operate in that way. And Christ definitely understands the victims. So that's the reason why abortion is here. And he has put medicine here for the investment of man. Hey, we got a message from uh, Ryan McMichael. Oh, my God, he's in two places at once. Is no one else going to say it? No one? I'll say, all right, I'll say it. Fuck Paul Rhodes. Fuck that guy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Uh, also, you know so if the I'll choice say... is for... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> so if the choice is for a father to father is to not stick it in, shouldn't then the choice for the mother be not to let it be stuck in? Uh, Jesus Christ. You know what's so frustrating about that? Even that line of thought at all, even going down that road at all, presupposes that the primary function of sex is reproduction and not enjoyment. Right. And then and, it places... And it's putting and it, it all on the, the woman. Entire, Right, and it places the entire onus of reproduction on the woman and not the man. Right, that's it. And I stated, I stated earlier, yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. And I stated earlier that men are the hunters, women are the hunted. So how can you hold the quote unquote the prey accountable for what the hunter is doing? It, it makes no sense. We got a message from Olivia. Okay. Every Anything that I'm about to say disregards the, the people who are being raped and sexually assaulted because they don't have control over it. But to be honest, I don't really care about the women nor the men in this scenario in, in, or in, in, this whole, in this whole issue because none of you really care about, about this baby. To be honest, you don't really have this le same level of passion for this baby. Simple as the, the pro-life people. The moment that baby comes out of the womb, you've lost interest. You're not you're not as passionate as you were when it was in the womb. You've completely lost interest in the child. Yeah, we kind of touched on that and we all agreed. Olivia again, another message. Like, if you're really pro-life, the gun laws will be will be banned. Guns will be banned. Entirely. Forget about oh, 
oh, people will still have guns or there will be war. You will go through that war because you're pro-life and you're protecting life. Because how I see it is, what's the point in that child being born if, 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 if in five, six years' time, it's, he's just going to die in a school? What's the point? And then how I see it is, why, if, if that child goes to church, it's going to that child is going to die within two months. A a school got shot, and an, and a church got shot. Why? What's the point in that child being alive? Like I am pro baby, and when I mean by I'm pro baby, if that child could be could be a if that child could avoid having a bad life with abusive parents and by being aborted, then yes. Making some good points. I have, a, get I have, a, message. I have yeah, an observation. Tell me, yeah. if you close your eyes and you don't look at Olivia's avatar and you don't see that their name is Olivia, so you don't automatically gender them in the feminine, doesn't that person sound like Dizzy Rascal a little bit? Like a little bit? I'm not sure who Dizzy Rascal is. Play the message, you'll hear it. It's a dead ringer. Let's have it. <laughs> Abort the child, and if you're mentally stable, and again, the same thing. If you're not mentally stable, financially stable, or your relationship with your partner is not stable, then, then I say abort the child. And God forbid if that child is black, because he he one he he will now have the if he, if he now grows up, he will have. He could be shot by the neighbor, the local Karen, and the police. So what's the point in that child being alive? God forbid that the child is black. So, and then the child could be shot by, by the local teenager who just got his gun from being 18. Or that child could be unjustly incarcerated and end up, like you know, the 80% of our prison population, which is black, right? Or again. Or Sorry, it could or it could be that like that entire line of reasoning that personifies a fetus before it's a person is just a logical fallacy on its face. That even like yeah. even drawing these yeah. that's just like that's the wrong tail ragging wagging the wrong fucking dog. We're talking about Absolutely. like I hate that it even ends there. Like, what if that thing turned into a person? It's not. It's a clump of it's a cyst. It's a clump right. of cells that is a resultant of a pleasurable sex act. And that does, has yeah. nothing to do with parenthood. That has nothing to do with reproduction. And that has nothing to do with personhood. Nothing. Yeah. These are separate right. fucking issues. And the fact that we even start to like anthropomorphize this clump of cells that may or may not be a viable thing months down the road is just totally fucking ridiculous. It's insane. Insane. Truly. I used that analogy the other day on a talk that it's basically a cyst in the woman's body because it's completely reliant on the woman as its life support mechanism. And people got all butthurt just by the terminology I used. So that's it's uh, interesting that you used the same term. I think it applies. Olivia again. Like, again, if you're pro-life, if you're pro-life, let's forget about abortion entirely. Let's forget about abortion entirely. Why aren't you pro life? Why aren't you pro? Why don't? Why aren't you protesting against how children are? 
how children, babies are being left on doorsteps because because parents don't want them. Why are you why aren't you protesting about the welfare of of people in foster care and in childcare? Why aren't you protesting about how the care of a child is in a foster in a in a in an orphanage home? Why aren't you protesting about that? Good points. Got a message from Shannon. Well, the government's got to realise that women um, can have mental health problems during a pregnancy, after after a pregnancy, and that's num the number one is postnatal depression, where they just after they have a baby, they don't want to hold it, they have no feelings for it. Um, yeah. Another great point. Got a talk uh, comment from Professor Real Talk. Yeah, I also think it's absolutely uh, phenomenal how the Republicans tend to ignore the fact that since like the 90s up until like 2019, I think the last time they looked at it was uh, abortion rates dropped and they dropped in correlation to more robust and available contraceptives, right? Uh, the ability of uh, the public education system doing robust public sex ed and um I think it was like I think another one was like related to like the economy. You know, like like the more that the economy, uh, like the better the economy, the more people have kids, right? Um, but these are also the same states that are like, yeah, we're gonna, you know, slash social aid, like social aid programs, and you know, we're gonna, um, you know, we're not we're not gonna teach sex ed. We're we're gonna outlaw contraception. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, very good points. Uh, got a comment from conservative Eric. Ryan, you're lying. Because the data showed that the assault weapon ban didn't work. Crime di actually rose when the assault weapons ban was implemented. And then when it was lifted, crime decreased. So what are you saying? Stop lying. Well, that's a false equivalence. You're talking about crime and Ryan's talking about mass shootings. So that's a completely false equivalence, right? And even... Yeah. Got a message from Paradoxy. Ryan, it would be nice if you would cite your references on where you get that information because most uh mass shootings aren't even done with assault weapons as they were described in the in the nineties law. I don't know. It seems like every single one they've had an AR fifteen type weapon with them. Yeah, they've had pistols as well, but they've had and a quote-unquote assault rifle. Um, and I'm a gun advocate, so, you know, you can't put me in a box. Got a message from Gina, advocate for dot, dot, dot. I'm not really here solely because of gun, gun laws, gun rights, those kind of things. I'm more here on the abortion thing. Um, I did request to join the panel you guys can have me if you want. It would be easier to share my viewpoint on abortion um, than to send messages, but I will send messages if that's what it takes. Um, I don't know. Kind of your your choice, Ryan. I'm gonna have to take off in ten I'm minutes or something I'm, like I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna pop out when you pop out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think we're just kind of wrapping it up a little bit. We spent a good two two and a half hours talking about abortion. So then we kind of switched to the B portion of the conversation, which was gun rights. And I think they both kind of go together because 
pro-lifers, right-to-lifers, whatever they want to call themselves, those two things are a paradox. Those two things contradict each other, right? And we mentioned homelessness, um, you know, affordable housing, mental health. So clearly people don't care about people, right? These pro-lifers don't care about people, about quality of life. What they care about is, as Ryan put it, a clump of cells and mandating or, what somebody else do with their body. Yeah, control. I mean, that's the, the, the common denominator across every single Republican platform is control. It's a, it's control. a consolidation, consolidation of power. It's a, a clinging to power in a minority that's shrinking. Um, and it's the last ditch grasp of a party whose views are not supported by the majority who haven't won a majority election in fuck, I can't even how many cycles since the late eighties. And, uh, and so this is the death rattle of a, of a political movement that is no longer popular, that no longer has the benefit of a majority. And so they're doing everything they can to cling to the power that they've got. Um, and that means like ginning up all these crazy ideological points to make people, you know, to, to get people all galvanized um, and to keep right. coming out and voting. Um, to, even to when it doesn't you against make your neighbor. Yeah. That's it. It's really, it's a shrinking minority that's just trying to stay on top. Um, and it's just getting uglier and uglier. And what's crazy is that that's happening at the same exact time, coincidentally or not that you're seeing a lot of this just like late stage capitalism happening too. And so, so what ends up happening is that this dwindling right is also grabbing onto these ideas that are getting increasingly crazy, like homelessness, like fucking critical race theory, like all these things that, uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse is a fucking hero on the right, right? January 6th is oh like a, mom a moment of triumph for people on the right, right? So like these things are happening because capitalism is crumbling right in front of us while at the same time the radical right arm of the american political machine is also dwindling down and so it's just like this wild violent death rattle um and it's pretty weird and surreal and also kind of scary to be in the middle like we're watching it in real time this is happening like this is yeah. like the fall of the Roman Empire, only you get to watch it on fucking Twitter. You know what I mean? It's happening truly. right now all at your fingertips every day. It's wild, man. True. Truly. It's astoundingly frightening. I mean, if you if you focus on what's going on, it'll scare you into drinking yourself silly or something, you know? I'm uh I'm not doing that anymore, but man, I was there for a while. For way too yeah, long. Me too. <laughs> me too. You know? Um, yeah. and I believe you, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Very eloquent. The death rattle of, of late stage capitalism, right? Casino capitalism, winner take all, uh, yet the government is going to prop up companies. So it was, so it's not even free market economy, right? Or the milk industry wouldn't exist. The corn industry wouldn't exist on and on and on and on. These industries are subsidized by the government, but they're so picky about, they won't subsidize the electric car industry. Okay. Um, you know, and, and to go to also agree with what you said about, the, you know, these issues galvanizing people, it seems like all the Republican uh, platform Republican politicians put forth are what I call or what I've heard called wedge issues to to turn people against each other, you know, 
gay marriage, abortion, all things that if we do live in any form of a free society would not even be a topic of conversation. Of course you should be able to love whoever the hell you want to love. Of course you should have the choice what you do with your body, and I would even extend that to changing your consciousness. You know, why are psychedelics the most hardly prosecuted drugs? Oh, because, you know, once you take them, you realize we are all interconnected and need each other, and the web of life is reliant on every single strand in that web. That doesn't work with late-stage capitalism. No. Yeah, how, 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 how am I going to otherize you and make you my competitor when you are, when you are just me? You know what I mean? How, right, exactly. Yeah. How can I raise a gun to you as my enemy and treat you as lesser than when you are me? Right. Yeah, it's, yeah we, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I, so I think really, if we really just want to wrap this thing up, if we really want to put a nice little fine point on this, everyone should do DMT and ayahuasca as often as they can, as often as you can. You need to well, just... And that, that's hilarious that you say that, because I've said before that I think uh, graduation of high school should in, include like a... Uh, a clinical trial or a su supervised trial of a little small dose of mushrooms. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that kind of says it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's man. But I couldn't agree with you more, Ryan. It is, it is scary times right now. Cause if you just extrapolate where we're going the direction that we've been on the trajectory we've been on and where that leads it's not good it's yeah, not it's good. Good. You, don't even, you don't even have to extrapolate that's what's so crazy like you don't even have to be a soothsayer or somebody that's holding on to some magical crystal ball you just literally need to hold our trajectory up against every other past empirical trajectory and just look at where we fall on that timeline. It's like, it's right. We've, we've done this before inside of recorded history, recent recorded history within the last hundred years, there's been a fascistic empire that rose and fell, right? We've watched mm -hmm. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like, oh yeah. It's so crazy, man. It's like, and part of when part of the curriculum is burning parts of the curriculum you know you're in a fucking fascistic society that's it period absolutely yeah, absolutely uh... exclamation point <laughs> and somewhere i read um i can't remember so i can't cite the article now but i read it was like basically a checklist of the descent into fascism that that uh nazi germany took and and we were on like number seven out of ten i mean yeah we're there i mean like we're there we we're like there. and beyond that it's just we're it's like there to an exponent that wasn't even possible in the 1930s and 40s because there was no such thing as the fucking internet right so it's like like right. so not only that but we're able to weaponize literally weaponize global communication that's like the the level of like misinformation campaign possible in 1940s germany is like smoke Nothing. signals yeah compared to right. what we're capable of doing that i could do on my instagram account you know what i mean so it's like truly we're we're just in another quantum level of our ability to disinform um, people, to control people, uh, and the weaponry, the literal physical weaponry 
that we have now also is just in another stratosphere compared to what we were capable of doing, um, like, you know, even just in a, uh, like an artillery sense in the 40s, right? So it's like, right. so I, that, I think those, those like check mark, those checklists are a fun exercise to just like look back and go like, yeah, we're about as far along. But honestly, it's like, well, no, then we were capable of, we human beings and specifically, you know, Nazi Germany was capable of ruining Europe right with a with a european war right now we're capable humanity and the united states i think at this point i think is the biggest culprit even though we point to china and russia as the big bogeyman the united states is the culprit of creating a disinformation campaign around the entire globe and is the one that's like thrusting the entire global stage toward like a full-blown world war not a european war um and that looks much more thermonuclear that looks much more like biochemical that looks much more cyber um than anything you could have ever imagined in the mid-century um you know in the in the 20th century and so like we're it's it's a different it's a different ball game you know what i mean it's a totally different ball game absolutely the united states is thrusting us there without a kiss without with no lube and without even a reach around and take me to dinner right Exactly. Um, it, it, I mean, yeah, we're we're on the precipice, like the the what is it, the atomic clock, the nuclear clock, right? Like how far we are from nuclear war, which means nuclear annihilation at it's this like point. Fucking twelve oh one. Yes, exactly. We're we've never been closer. We're, we're, and I watched this program. It, we're we're yeah. past. We're, it's fucking. It's fucking midnight right. thirty. Exactly. And I watched this program that was that was talking about the potential for for stopping a nuclear attack and it's non-existent it's platitudes that they tell us to calm us but if if the soviet union launched 50 nuclear weapons first of all our anti-artillery they don't operate fast enough they don't track fast enough to be able to hit one of them let alone 50 and they're not going to launch one or, or we'd be the most likely people to launch the attack right um so you know at just looking at our track record we're the only people that have used this hideous weapon and we did it twice on a civilian population so track record um it's just unbelievable it's yeah. it's just unbelievable i'm excited we... to see uh i'm excited to see what the um what the season finale of uh, the united states is going to look like you know what i mean and see what the writers room has in store for <laughs> yeah well you know it's looking like China is going to take over as the um, as the financial leader of the world in the near future. So it'd be interesting God, to see. I love that. Gonna take over. Uh, yeah, like been, they haven't already. They've been right. quietly amassing the entire world's labor for a century plus, and doing it behind a totally, totally opaque curtain of secrecy and full blown authoritarianism, like. You think there's a billion of them. You really right. think you really think they don't already own. This? They own half of the U.S. fucking treasury bonds. Like the True. dollar is entirely contingent on the yen. Like we're so fucked, dude. It's just all it's you know what, man? This is it. Dave, this it's is a, it. we're done. We're done. It's yeah. I'm going to tell you it's this. Already. I'll, give, I'll give you this. Um, you want to hear something really, really funny? So yeah. my. 
my uh, my kid's mom and I, uh, we're divorced. We get along great. We're buddies and we're co-parents to our two kids. Um, and for the past year, we've been trying to figure out what what we're going to do uh, about the future. You know, we don't do we want to raise these kids in America? What are we doing? So I'm just going to fast forward you to the punchline, which is a lot of fun. So on July 4th, this July 4th, in the coming couple of weeks, my ex-wife and my two kids are going to move. They have one-way plane tickets to Germany because we've got some like really cool opportunities for them over there. Um, and I just want you guys to know that uh, that you can get out of the United States. You can totally do it. And if you choose to do it, just so you know, one-way plane tickets out of the United States on July 4th are crazy cheap. Wow. So, so uh, if you really truly want to celebrate your independence, do it on July fourth with a one way plane ticket out of the U S. and uh, and that'll be it. So, um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, we uh, we just we spent a lot of time trying to figure out like how to make it work here and what we thought was the, the best thing for the next generation of our you know of, of the people in our lives, and uh, we just couldn't square the circle, man. When it when it came yeah. to figuring out how we were going to provide uh opportunity and a thriving environment that was also just baseline safe for our two kids and uh, so we started looking around to see what our options were and that started off with like domestic kind of a view you know maybe there's another state we could live or maybe there's a more affordable place we could live or um and then as we kept looking it just made more sense for us to to split the house um and split it with an ocean and and have some kids that you know have a really cool international childhood and learn a couple other languages and don't have to necessarily spend the majority of their life being educated in this country because it's a fucking mess so yeah educated slash indoctrinated right and a funny thing yeah. that i learned this year is that germany will provide free college education to foreign nationals <laughs> you know so you want to hear something wild so my ex-wife is going over on a student visa to get a master's degree on a student visa for free wow wow yeah, there you go so all you need to do is get accepted. I mean, you need to be able to provide college transcripts or you need to be able to provide whatever um, uh, standardized testing that, that German universities accept. But if you can get accepted to a German university uh, and if you either speak enough German to do the program in German or if you can find a, Germ uh, a German university that has an English-speaking program, if you get accepted, you're in. It's a student visa. And so long as you can prove that you've got the ability to stay there and fund your time there, um, the education itself is free. Um, that's wild. Yeah, what I've been wanting to, yeah, that's, that's groundbreaking. What I've been wanting to do is to find a remote type career to shift to like, I don't know, cybersecurity, IT or something that I can do from anywhere so I can bounce from this country. Yep. I'm in, Dave, we should, uh, I know you, I know you got to pop off here, but I mean, honestly, dude, like I'm in the same boat. I'm in, I'm in my second and third interviews at, um, one at Google and one at Square to do exactly what you're talking about, man, to to um, to distance myself from a brick and mortar job so that I can do, I mean, exactly what you're talking about. Um, wow. and, uh, we should do a whole show just on that. 100%. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, what do you think, Dave? Should we, uh, should we just call it a natural end and say it's 535 and that you're going to go and that everybody who left comments probably isn't here and it doesn't matter anyway because stereo is uh, dead to us? 
There you go. I, I like it. I like it. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm so stoked that you came up, that you were available. And um, I hope you heal quickly from COVID and that it doesn't have any lasting effects, my brother. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk to you in the future and would love to do a talk about expatriation. Yeah, let's uh, let's get out of here. I never was a patriot, but if I can be an ex expatriate, you know, I'll do whatever it's going to be, I'm there. Right there with you, man. Much love, right, brother. Dude. See you soon. Take care. Yeah, bye. Have a good day, everybody. Much love to everybody listening. Thanks, Mona Lisa, John, to Don, Chief Hone, Exposures, Demetrius, Brittany B. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, if you didn't catch all of this, you could either listen back on stereo or I will break it up into one-hour chunks and post it on my podcast and another thing with Dave, which is available in 23 countries. Super humbled to have people from all over the world listening. I guess people like to hear the, the real dirt on what's going on here in the United States uh, without it being filtered by the corporate-owned lamestream media. So. Much love, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Take take some time for self-care and find a way to stay positive. Because, uh, it's a crazy world out there. Talk to you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. If you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do share with friends and on social media. Until next time, keep on digging for the truth.